0: Welcome to the Taz Show Podcast. We are going to talk to
1: our lawyer friend Ian Stedden from cohen Highly. We do a segment on the Taz Show called Ask a Lawyer. And Ian uh, was in this morning with a bit of a common thread running through some of the questions. Marijuana. Yeah. And I think this, this is just going to increase as we get closer to legalization in the fall. We'll have that for you coming up. Also, this morning, we were talking about the uh, amazing cave rescue that is going on in Thailand, a boys' soccer team. I I guess it was part of a hazing ritual or initiation ritual for the guys on the team. You run into this cave, you write your name on the wall in in the cave, and then you come running out. Well, when they're in the cave, we all know monsoon hit, started pouring, water was rising, and they got trapped at the very back of the cave. Now, eight boys have been rescued, which is unbelievable. They were saying the kids could be waiting four months in there, Jim.
0: Yeah, apparently the rainy season there just never ends. It's all summer, four or five months, so it's amazing. I mean, we had Elon Musk coming up with crazy billionaire contraptions to try to get these kids out. Did you see the the photo of it?
1: Yeah, the El- concept. Drawing? Elon was working on a kid-sized submarine to send in there to save these kids. Um, I hope it wasn't a waste of time. I know my kid would
0: love a submarine. (laughs) You're still going to be making them. Uh, Elon, then... Well, if you see the drawings, they're actually not as cool as you might think of. Uh, actually, if you see like the concept drawings of them, not nearly as cool as a kid would hope, because it's kind of just a coffin with two scuba tanks attached to it that they would generally drag underwater. But if you slap
1: the Paw Patrol characters on the side of it, kids <laughs> will
0: love it. Yeah, like a pair of shoes. They're just a normal <laughs> pair of shoes. You put Paw Patrol on it. They love Paw Patrol. Oh. Uh,
1: well, um, there is still five people remaining in the cave The effort continues. takes like five hours to get each of these kids out of there with the the cave divers. One Navy SEAL has died, ensuring that the kids have enough oxygen to get out of the cave. That guy is a true hero. And so are the other uh, people who are putting their lives at risk to save the soccer team.
0: The Tash Show Podcast. You got a question. Ask a lawyer, ask a lawyer. A question about custody or a neighbor. Ask a lawyer,
1: ask a lawyer. Ian Snedden, partner with Cohen Highly Lawyers, is in the FM 96 studios this morning. And a big event happening October 17th in Canada. Marijuana is a hot topic. And I think we got a couple of calls here involving the ganja. Let's go to Darren first. What's your question for our lawyer, Darren?
2: Hey, how you doing? Um, my question is, uh, I'm going through uh, uh, basically child support and everything, going through the courts and whatnot. Uh, my question is, um, my kids and the family, my mom and my sister, are lying about um, my kids uh, spoken marijuana. They're saying they're not doing it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, There should be justice about that, like, because they're 16 years old and 14 years old. Um, It's basically the mother's responsibility to tell them, like, hey, it's not cool to be doing this. So, Darren, your, uh,
1: your kids, excuse me, your kids are living with their mother and you're paying child support. And you believe that the mother is, if not enabling them to smoke marijuana, she's ignoring the fact that they're smoking marijuana.
2: Exactly. Like, they're down in the basement, like downstairs in their house. Um, Kids these days, they have Instagram accounts. Yeah. Um, Are you creeping your kids
1: uh, on Instagram?
2: Yeah, basically, a friend of a friend uh, sends it over to me Uh, because they knew my son was on it, and I saw him smoking the bomb, Uh, basically with the grinder, everything, like, full on pole, I saw it, I I almost got sick to my stomach.
1: Well, you shouldn't, he should not, if you're going to smoke marijuana, you should not. Kids, little tip, don't post pictures like that, because... They're on the internet forever And you never know Who's going to
0: see them When we were smoking pot In high school We had to like Sneak out into a field And and exhale it Through a tube (laughs) that had a Febreze (laughs) patch On the end of it This kid is doing it In his mom's house And posting it on Instagram Instagram, Like he's
2: begging To be caught So basically What my question is Is like Where do I go from here How do I Like Is there uh, anything uh, You can do To
1: Through the courts To intervene with With the situation Ian
3: Yeah so Uh Notwithstanding October 17, if that date holds up, a 16 and 14 year old still aren't. Right. They it's like if like they were
1: drinking alcohol in the parents' right. basement, and the parents were letting and, them
3: do it. And that's pretty much the same weight that I've seen judges put on it recently. There is a greater stigma attached to marijuana than there was alcohol 20 years ago. I think it's put on par. Unfortunately, my understanding is it's not. Unusual, particularly for 16-year-olds to smoke pot occasionally. Mm. If it it's became... my
1: understanding as well, Jim, your understanding? <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> yep, can confirm. <laughs> right. Believe it or not, <laughs> I can still remember being
3: 16. So, uh, I mean, I guess part of it becomes is, is it habitual? Is it every day? Is it affecting his marks? That kind of thing. In which case a, case a court might change custody, that's one thing to do. Uh, another possibility is to contact the Children's Aid Society. I don't know how, what they do. Was my any. Next well, you, you could contact the Children's Aid Society. I don't know if they'd do anything. Maybe they'd at least pay a visit and maybe it okay. would straighten mom up, out a little bit. But uh, as okay. far as anything else, financially, it's not going to make any difference, with the exception when they turn 18 or 19. And let's say they're doing a victory lap and their marks are terrible and they're mainly staying in school, smoke pot, and not do uh, the work then that would then reach a threshold where a, mud, a judge may say, you're not getting child support anymore, or your mom's not getting child support, you're not taking your studies seriously. But in a general okay. term, it's really difficult to say, Darren, without knowing more. I mean, if you're 16-year-old, and I mean 14 is even younger, but a smoking pot you know, on weekends or a couple times a week, uh, I don't think that would attract too much attention from from others, whether it should or shouldn't. I have no opinion on, it, but I just don't think it would.
2: Could um, like my family members be liable for like hiding the fact basically that um, they are doing it?
3: Well, i I'm, um, I'm guessing a little bit here, and I don't know what the law is going to look like when it comes in and it's completed, but certainly if you provide alcohol to a if minor... If providing
1: the marijuana right. to the kids, then it's
3: an issue. Absolutely, yes. Alright, right,
1: Darren, well hopefully that one helps you. we got another marijuana question for you here, Ian. Go ahead, Lindsay, you're on the Taz Show.
4: Hi there. Um, okay, so my question is regarding my son. He's older than 20, um, and he, last week he was called into the office at his place of employment because a co-worker had mentioned that um, when he's not at work on the evenings and weekends, he smokes marijuana.
1: So a coworker ratted him out to the boss.
4: Pretty much, yeah. Hmm. Um, so then, the, so then he was got called in, and uh, he was unfortunately he was brutally honest with them. Um, didn't cover anything up. Was answered their questions and admitted to everything. Um, so they sent him they basically said you can go home and take the next few days to go see your doctor. So he said he used to go to sleep at night. So you can go to your doctor and, and get prescribed something to help you sleep at night. Or you can come back tomorrow and tell us you're not going to stop and we will fire you. Um, if you go to your doctor, uh, just know that we will randomly test you at any point, um, you know, to, to, like, to do a drug test. Now, when he started this job, he didn't sign any agreement stating that he would be randomly drug tested. Uh, he did have a criminal check, background check. He doesn't have a criminal background. Um, this is just something he does, and I'm not that I support it, but... This is something he does on his own time. He lives on his own. Right. Um, he's an adult. After work, he's, well, he's, there is a bit of a developmental delay, which is when he got pulled in. He doesn't know to, to not say certain things, so he he was honest about everything. Right. Um, and, I mean, this this place of employment, they're, I, I can understand they're trying to encourage it, which is great. Well, this is
1: going to be a big problem come the 17th. It's how yeah. do you know that people are not high while they're at their jobs? Well, that.
4: I, I you got to
1: understand him. that side of the, the issue well, as well, I, right? I,
4: I totally get that. I said to him, "I said, Look, you, I said, you have to tell me. Like, you're not doing it before you go to work." He says, "Oh, no, absolutely not." I said, "So when exactly are you doing it?" And He says, "Sometimes before he goes to bed at night, and then on the weekends." And so he works Monday to Friday, um, but he's not doing it during work hours at all. Just out of curiosity, not
0: to be too specific, what kind of work does he do?
4: <laughs> um, he, it's kind of like a factory type thing. He okay. um, he test he, he's like a tester of some
1: hoses he's a hose tester so but if he was high he would be putting himself or others at physical risk for injury Uh,
4: yeah absolutely if i mean i think for any job i mean you can't go to work in paris whether it's marijuana or
3: anything what do you Um, think ian Mm, i think politics you can but uh outside of that you're probably right could be
4: putting maybe uh,
3: radio uh, right jim
4: (laughs) Generally speaking, you shouldn't, but I, I just right.
3: don't know what his legal rights are. So, um, the... Like
4: if he says, no, I'm not going to stop, can Yeah, they in fact
3: fire him? Uh, well, uh, as long as it doesn't violate the Human Rights Code, any employer can fire an employee at any time. They just owe them reasonable notice or pay in lieu of notice. With respect to marijuana and drug testing, there are companies who do have as part of their policy and part of their contract, uh, yes. drug testing... Uh, this sounds to me, though, that they're introducing something new. Uh, I think your son should consult with an employment lawyer. You want somebody okay. at our firm. It's uh, Christian Janetta. But uh, certainly drug testing is permitted. As far as firing, I don't know. There was a human rights uh, case probably a, a decade ago now where the person was an alcoholic and the human rights tribunal found that it was a disability. And, therefore, wow. they could not fire him. Um, wow. And had to offer treatment. You're supposed to accommodate, make those. Uh, I don't know whether that will apply to marijuana or not, but certainly I can see the employer's uh, position if he is
4: oh, totally. high I can at work.
3: Well, I'm glad you asked the question,
1: Lindsay, because this is, again, as when October 17th rolls around, this is going to be a very common issue in a lot of workplaces. So. And, the, and the other problem with the drug
3: testing, marijuana, is it... Well,
4: it stays in your system for, I mean, it's not, like it, it's, I looked it up, but it's it's, it stays in your system for uh, three days.
3: Right, it stays so in your system even, longer than oh, some yeah, other drug. yeah, 30 so days. Even if,
4: he it, even if he does it on the weekend and they test and he has positive, it's still not proof that he did it. Even if
1: you're a Canadian Olympic snowboarder and you're at a party and you accidentally <laughs> inhale some second hand, it can still be in your system <laughs> hey, when gone, you're man. at the Olympic Games, right? Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, we hope things work out for you and your son. We're out of time, but uh, we hope Ian uh, Ian's advice helped you out a little bit this morning, okay? Great, thank you. The TAS Show Podcast. Biggest movie at the box office this weekend was, no surprise, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Jim, you went and saw the film at the drive-in. How
0: was it? Uh, I thought it was decent. Hmm. I actually thoroughly enjoyed the first Ant-Man. I love Paul Rudd. I think he's incredibly charismatic and funny. Um, but hot off like Black Panther, where the world's gonna end, and you know Avengers, where the universe is gonna end, Ant-Man and the Wasp, it all seemed all very low stakes. Like, okay. the, like the bad guys, you know, it just seemed like it didn't really matter.
1: Was that not refreshing? Because a lot of the critics are saying that was why they really enjoyed it. It was a little more light than the other Marvel movies we've seen this year.
0: In a way, I guess so, but I just didn't find the conflict that compelling like there wasn't it didn't seem evil enough like there wasn't any evil to fight really it just all seemed very kind of mundane uh, there was a lot of funny parts though and a lot of like Paul Rudd had a lot of hilarious moments and I don't want to ruin anything yeah, and it also had the best after credit scene of all the Marvel movies really like, me and uh, my girlfriend were like oh when it happened, because it, it was that good, was the eh? craziest part of the. How movie How many after credit scenes are there? There's two, and this was the first one. Okay, and then the second one isn't isn't is just kind of just a joke, but the the first after credit scene is amazing, and I will also say like. They want to bring the Wasp in? Why is it that, you know, Paul Rudd, he's hilarious, he's cool, but the Wasp has to be like the, come on now, guys, let's focus. Like the women ca- uh, uh, heroes, I feel, in the Marvel Universe are underdeveloped as far as interesting characters. They're just like, oh, come on. I'm just the straight-edge person who has no humor. So Paul Rudd's the jokester idiot. Bumbling around. And
1: she's the she's the straight lace. She's a straight
0: man. She's the, I have no training, but I'm still going to be a better fighter than you and say, hey, smarten up, Paul Rudd. Let's get our things together here. So that was my complaint.
1: I am going to ask a question, Jim. Some people may consider this a bit of a spoiler, so I'll give everybody who is that concerned about it to uh, tune out, but... Does it explain? I don't want to know how if it does, but does it explain why Ant Man was not in Infinity War?
0: Yes, it does, and it does very early, and it you go oh, okay. It's it's a little weak, but it it justifies it, and it has to do with the reason he's not there has to do with another Avengers movie, something he Civil did War. in Civil okay. War. Yeah, that's enough,
1: and. It takes place, though, like around the same time as Infinity War? Yeah, yep. during, okay. during Infinity right, War. So it's not a flashback no, or anything. No, it's right? exactly
0: during Infinity War.
1: Well, it made $76 million at the box office this weekend. Ant-Man and the Wasp is number one. The Taz Show podcast. Peacock, Peacock's Peacock, off today. It's Taz and Jim talking sports you, Peacock, talk. like we do. <laughs> <laughs> this actually sounds really cool, though. Peacock, Have you heard that... Um, Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson may be planning a $10 million head-to-head showdown match. Wouldn't that be cool? Are they ponying up the money? I I doubt it. If it was like a manly bet,
0: I thought that's what you meant. No, but still, this sounds amazing. So, uh, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson,
1: $10 million, winner take all. So, it's it's not skins, it's not per hole you get a certain amount of money. It's an 18th hole death match. Um, it would have been great if it happened 10 years ago, back when they were both in their primes. Yeah. But why would they have done it back then? Uh, it's It's been in the works for a few months now, apparently. At this year's Players' Championship, they were paired together, and Phil said, the excitement that's going on around here gets me thinking, why don't we just get rid of everything else, the tournament stuff, and go head-to-head with a high-stakes winner-take-all match? They were going to get it done last week, but they're negotiating with a network and the deal, the TV deal, didn't come together in time. So Phil Mickelson says they're working on finding a new date. We don't know which network it's going to be. And yeah, it doesn't say anything about who's ponying up the money (laughs) if it's like... $10 $10 million out of Tiger's bank account yeah. versus $10 million out of Phil's bank account. But that definitely would make things a lot more interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it, would, it would ignite the passion just a little bit more. I love this idea, though. I would totally watch this. It would be like you and I betting $1,000. <laughs> them, <laughs> <Right>? yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, it probably wouldn't even bother them that much if they lost. You, you know? know? They should have different events.
1: So they should have to play a round of golf. Okay. And then I want to see them... Play around a mini golf, yeah, yeah, (laughs) with the windmill and everything.
0: (laughs) I also want a rule that I learned about on the weekend. It's called shotgun replays. If you shotgun a beer, you can get a mulligan.
1: (laughs) So I would like to see that. And then they head over and they race down the bullet. (laughs) I think this this should happen at East Park. (laughs) The Phil Mickelson Tiger Woods ten million (laughs) dollar head to head showdown. Apparently, it's happening. The Tash Show podcast and Jess Brady is in for Devin Peacock with news this morning found this story very interesting.
4: And a new charge has been filed against a 25-year-old man accused of posing as a 17-year-old student and Hurricane Harvey evacuee so he could play basketball at a Dallas high school. Sydney Bouvier-Gilstrap-Portley has been charged with indecency with a child in addition to a charge of tampering with government records. Dallas school district officials say Gilstrap-Portley first enrolled at Skyline High School and later moved to Hillcrest High School where he joined the basketball team. Authorities allege he was dating a 14-year-old girl. On pretending to be a student
1: ew yeah this is this is another one of these scenarios that if it was in a movie it would be like and hilarity (laughs) ensued yeah yeah you get your 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 adam sandlers and your uh rodney dangerfields going back to school 21 jump street right Oh, so funny old guys in high school
0: <laughs> when it happens in real life it's not funny at all yeah it just it makes you wonder how long they think they were going to get away with it
1: well it's the dating the 14 year old part is like what are you doing you know i i understand you want to go back and relive the glory you're a, you're a washed up former basketball star and you want to go back there and and play some more basketball, but you don't want to pay
0: for a Y membership. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason. Jumps through all these hoops. Doesn't want to pay 40 bucks a month. Uh, but, uh, like, what are you doing?
1: What are you thinking? 25-year-old man dating a, a 14-year-old. I, I wonder, like, Jim, you're 30, so you're five years older than this guy. There's no way you could pass for a high school student. Yeah.
0: I don't think so. I wonder what made him get caught. Like, how did he give it away? Well, it happened in Windsor. We had a a similar
1: scenario a couple years ago. A guy down in Windsor did the same thing. He he signed up.
0: Yeah. And and he was playing, I think it was basketball, wasn't it? Yeah, he was a a Sudanese refugee who was 30. He was 30 years old playing. And he was playing basketball as well. You're (laughs) right. If you can get away with it to that point,
1: what is the giveaway that makes people realize that you're not a teenager because you fooled the admissions board. Or, Your
0: paperwork's in order,
1: right? You, you've you've forged enough to get through to this point. What finally is
0: the straw that breaks the camel's back that gets you caught? Is it just making references to '90s TV shows that you shouldn't know about? Oh man, I feel like Zach Morris right now. Who? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that girl is skinnier than Ally McBeal. <clears throat> Who? What? (laughs) How old are you? (laughs) (laughs) Allie
1: Mick who? (laughs) Hey, nice hair, Felicity.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a real Dawson Joey situation. Pardon? What? (laughs) How old are you? I mean, uh, Joey and Ross. What? (laughs) Who? Ross and Rachel. What? (laughs) Something. Still don't get it. (laughs) Oh, man. He's got his no-fear shirt tucked into his acid wash (laughs) jeans. It's tough to keep up with the trends. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the hardest part of it there.
1: (laughs) Well, this guy could be uh, playing some basketball for uh, a prison team, (laughs) by the sounds of it, in the near future. The Tash
2: Show
0: Podcast.